Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Thursday night Parashat Shavua class. Tonight's shiur is sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Jack and Suzanne Ben Shimol in memory of her mother, Mesodi Ben Aksas Batrifka Tinafshat Rabitzora Hayim. And the words of the Torah that we say tonight on the Parashat Shavua shall be Le'ilui Nishmata. Amen. This week's parasha is Parashat Beha'alotecha. Like I said last week, we are one week still behind Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael will be reciting and reading Parashat Shelach Lecha, but we are still reading Parashat Beha'alotecha. And this week's parasha actually contains the small but intriguing passage of two Pesukim, which are very uh, well known to us. The Pesukim of Vahi bin Soa Ha'aron. It is the smallest perasha in the Torah, comprised by a mere two pesukim and twelve words. And the two pesukim read as follows: Vayhi bin Soa Ha'aron vayomer Moshe, Kuma Hashem veYafutzu Oyevecha veYanusu Mesanecha miPanecha. Uvnuho Yomar Shuva Hashem Rivevot Alfei Israel. Literally translated, when the Aron would journey. Moshe would say, Arise, Hashem, and let your enemies be scattered. Let those who hate you flee from before you. And when the Aaron rested, he would say, Reside with tranquility, Hashem, uh, among the myriads and thousands of Israel. This is the two Pesukim, the smallest perasha in the whole Torah. This perasha contains 85 letters. And the number 85 is significant. It, it actually possesses practical halachic significance uh, regarding the halacha of whether or not a person can save a Sefer Torah from a fire on Shabbat. The Gemara teaches us in Masechet Shabbat, Daf, Kuftet Vav, Amud Bet, that if a Sefer Torah that became worn out, if it contains enough to gather 85 letters, then, such as the passage of Ahibin Soha Aron, which contains 85 letters, then we may save the Sefer Torah from the fire. But if not, we may not save it. So this is a, a, a beautiful chidus by the Gemara, if you think about it, that the passage of Vayhi bin Soha Haron is viewed as a Sefer unto itself. It's like a book in itself. And therefore, any Sefer Torah that still contains at least 85 letters is still consider, considered a significant Sefer Torah and is saved from a fire on Shabbat. Along these lines of how uh, significant this passage is. There's a Gemara in the same, uh, in the same Masechet that says that uh, Chachamim Tana Beraita, the following, that Vahibin Tzoh Aron Vayomer Moshe, Parasha Zu Asa Laha Kadosh Baruch Hu Simaniot Milmala Ulmata. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu made this parasha with a special siman, with a special symbol prior to the parasha and following the parashah, to teach me that this sefer is significant unto itself. And that's why when you open a sefer Torah into this week's parashah and you get to those two pesukim, you will see an upside-down nun, two upside-down nuns, one before the parashah and one after the parashah, to signify that this is indeed a very special and a sefer on its own. The book of Mishle, which we're studying on Monday night, Shlomo HaMelech writes a pasuk in, uh, along this notion of that this parasha is its own sefer. And he writes, 
חצבה עמודי השבעה, אלו שבעה ספרי תורה. She, in reference to Chochmah, remember Chochmah is a main theme, uh, wisdom is a main theme in Mishle, for those of you who are attending the class, that Chochmah has hewn out seven pillars, and these represent the seven books of the Torah. Now, uh, you're probably thinking, wait a second, seven books of the Torah? What are seven books? There's five books of the Torah. So why, what does it mean here, the seven books of the Torah? So Rashi provides a clarification, the one based on what we said. Being that Vayhi bin Soa Ha'aron is a separate book unto itself, there are actually seven books in the Torah. There is Sefer Bereshit, the Sefer Shemot, Sefer Vayikra, there's Sefer Bamidvar until the Pasuk Vayhi bin Soa Ha'aron, then there's the two Pesukim of Vayhi bin Soa Ha'aron and Uvnu Yomar, then there's from those two Pesukim till the end of Sefer Bamidbar, and then there's Sefer Devarim. So there's actually seven Seven Sefarim, this is what Shlomo HaMelech is hinting to. All because these two Pesukim are considered a separate Sefer. In fact, the Baal Turim has a beautiful Chidush, a very nice allusion to this. He says that the first Pasuk of Vahibin Soa Aron Vayomer Moshe contains 12 words, exactly 12 words, which parallels the last Pasuk in the Torah. The last Pasuk of, Torah, of the Torah has 12 words. Is, ten, is 12 words. The second pasuk of these two, contains seven words. Seven corresponding to the first pasuk in the Torah, which is Bereshit that also contains seven words. So clearly we see that these two pasukim are viewed as an independent Sefer Torah. Now, notwithstanding the fact that this is a very small passage, and only has 85 letters and a total of 19 words. Um, it's quite outstanding. But the question is, why do all the other books contain so many letters and so many words, and this book contains 85 letters? Why couldn't Agados Baruch Hu make this and all a little bit bigger, if that's what he really wanted, in comparison to the other ones? Not only that, we have to try to understand what the Minhag is, or why we have the Minhag, to recite these Pesukim, when we take out the Sefer Torah, when we take out the Sefer Torah every Shabbat, we say, When we open the Aron Kodesh to take out the Sefer Torah. And when do we recite the second Pasuk? We say the second Pasuk when we return the Sefer Torah. So is that a coincidence? We need to, we need to try to delve to understand that. The simple understanding of why these Pesukim are read when we take out the Torah and we put back the, Sefer, the Torah is from is is because the taking out of the Torah and returning it is likened to um, the journeying in the midbar of the Aron. He used to carry the Aron throughout the desert for forty years with the two luchot haberit, the two holy tablets inside the Aron, and that was taken out. The Aron was taken out from its resting place in the Mishkan. Likewise, likewise, when we return the Sefer Torah to its place in the Aron Kodesh. It's like, it's, it's the Aron coming to rest after its journey. But nevertheless, we're going to go a little bit deeper to try to find a more profound reason as to why these two Pesukim correspond to um, bringing out the Sefer Torah and uh, returning the Sefer Torah. Um, <clears throat> let's start as follows. The Chachamim explain that the Pasuk Vayhi bin Soa Ha'aron 
is actually a remez, it's an allusion to our galut, to our current exile, to our exile in, in general. And it, it appears that, that the Megalea Mukot, who writes this, says that it is corresponding or referring to that actual journey of the Aron with the two tablets inside, from place to place to place in the Midbar, after disassembling the Mishkan. Now, uh, symbolically, for us, this means that after the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash, which again was the future Mishkan, the more permanent Mishkan, the Torah went into Galut with Bnei Israel, And we're going to explain what exactly this means, that the Torah went into Galut uh, with Bnei Israel. But what we can say is that the two Pesukim of Vahib bin Aaron correspond to the following. One corresponds to the Galut, the fact that the Jewish people are in exile and the Torah is with the Jewish people in exile. And the second pasuk, is in, which deals with its resting place, once the Aaron is resting again, must correspond to the reassembling of the Mishkan, or the rebuilding of the, Mish, uh, the Bet HaMikdash, which alludes to the future Geula, when the third Bet HaMikdash will be built, and all of Bnei Yisrael will return from Galut, will return from Chutz La'aretz, with the Torah that they learned in Galut, with the Torah that they studied in exile, signifies the return to Eretz Yisrael. It's interesting that the Vahib bin Soah Ha'aron, we said was part out of part of the seven books. Remember, we counted seven at the start of the Shi'ur. Which number is it? It's number five, right? We said Bereshit, Shemot, Vaikra, the first part of Bamidbar, and number five are those two Pesukim. Five are five out of the seven. Uh, th- there are seven Midot of Akados Baruchu above the first uh, three of of uh, of Keter, Chokhmah, and Bina, which are we say them every day. Chesed, Gevura, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, Malchut. Those are the seven. The seven lower attributes of Akados Baruch Hu, um, that, um, that the Sefirot, the seven lower Sefirot. Which one is the fifth? Which one did I count of the number five? So we have Chesed, Gevura, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod. Number five is Hod. Hod means splendor, which would mean that these two Pesukim correspond to these, to the, the Midah of Splendor. Not coincidentally, there's a Pasuk in Megillat Echa that we read on Tisha B'Av when we commemorate the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash. And the Pasuk writes in the first chapter of Megillat Echa, Netanani shomema kolayom dava. He has made me desolate, wretched all day long. The Arizal on this Pasuk alludes to the fact that the Bet HaMikdash was destroyed in proximity to the 5th millennium. That's when the Bet HaMikdash was destroyed, which corresponds to the 5th Midah, the 5th of the Sefirot, which is which we said was Hod. This is the allusion, Kol Hayom Dava, Kol Hayom Dava, wretched all day long. The term Dava, the word Dava, is the same letters as Hod. It's just rearranged. So Dava, which is wretched, is the same letters as Hod. What was once Hod, the Bet HaMikdash, the glory and the splendor of the Bet HaMikdash at its time, had turned into wretchedness. The Gemara says in Masech Brachot, Tana Mishemei de Rabbi Akiva, we say every day in, um, in Vayvarech David, Lecha Hashem HaGedula, Vagvura, Vetiferet, Vanetzach, Vahod, right? Kichol Basamayim Uva'aretz. 
So Rabbi Akiva expounds this. He says, Lecha Hashem HaGedula is Keriat Yamsuf. Gevura is Makat Bechorot, the, the, the plague of the firstborns. Tiferet Matan Torah. Netzach Yerushalayim Hod Bet HaMikdash. So see, again, a direct correlation between number five, Hod, and the Bet HaMikdash. We see this, and this works very well with what the, we said, what the Arizal said. The fact that we don't have a Bet HaMikdash now, the Hod changes to Dava, right? Which is wretchedness. So it's, it's this reason exactly why HaKadosh Baruch Hu made these two Pesukim, which we say correspond directly to our Galut, the fact that we're in exile and the Torah is not with us, it's with us, but we're studying Torah in exile, Vayibin so Aaron, while the Aaron is traveling out in the Midbar, is the fifth parasha, because it's the fifth corresponds to what, what should be Hod, but now is Dava, the fact that the Mishkan or the Bet Hamidash no longer, uh, no longer stands. In fact, when you pay attention to Parashat Mas'e, which we're going to read in a few weeks at the end of Sefer Bamidbar, the parasha lists 40 two destinations that the Jewish people traveled throughout the desert until they got to Eretz Israel. And these 42 um, stops allude to all the exiles, all the galut that Bnei Israel would endure from the time of the Exodus, from the time of Yetziad Mitzrayim, until the coming of Mashiach. In fact, the, the parasha begins with the words Ele Mas'e Bene Yisrael. Ele Mas'e Bene Yisrael. The first letters of those words, Aleph, Mem, Bet, Yud, stand for the four major galuyot, the four major exiles. Aleph is Edom, Rome, which is the one we're in now. Mem is Madai, or Madai Paras, Parasu Madai. Bet is Babel, Babylonia. And Yud is Yavan, Greece. So those are the four major exiles of the Jewish people. Ele So all 42 correspond to those four major ones. In fact, well, just one, another cute little tidbit. Um, what is the te'amim on those four words? Right? What is the te'amim of Ele Mas'eh B'nei Israel? Right? It's Azlager Ele Mas'eh B'nei Israel. That's how it goes. It's Azlagerish Ravia. That's how it is. What does Azla Gerish Ravia means? Azla Gerish means Bnei Israel were driven out. Legaresh means to Girushin is a divorce. It was to separate, to move out, kicked out of the land, to be driven out. Bnei Israel were driven out. Azla Gerish they went out further and further, and then we have Ravia, meaning that they're going to endure these four Ravia Melashon Arba. They're going to endure these four exiles, which allude to the pasuk that the 42 journeys are about to be listed. So throughout the 42 journeys that were traveled in the, in the Midbar, in the desert, the Mishkan didn't stand on its, on its foundation. This is alluding to the period of Galut, when we're derived, uh, deprived from the, from the Bet HaMidash. Yet, we still have the Aron, Aron HaKodesh, which contains the Tuluchot, which encompasses all of the Torah, and that always traveled with Bnei Israel. Even in Galut, we have the Aron and the Luchot with us. The Bnei Israel, even throughout exile, will be studying the Torah in lieu of the Bet HaMikdash. That's what the Gemara says, that Miyom Shecharav Bet HaMikdash, from the day that the Bet HaMikdash was destroyed, En lo leakadosh paruchu be'olamom, from the day Bet HaMidash was destroyed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has only his four cubits, his two meters of halacha in this world. 
Meaning what matters to him, even though the fact that we're in Galut, is a Torah that is studied. We're going to get back to this. The, that parasha of Mas'eh, of the 42 uh, destinations, or stops that the Jewish people made in the desert, always, always uh, is read during the three weeks in between Shiva Asar Betamuz and Tisha Be'av. We call these three weeks Ben HaMetzarim. That's how we call them. Ben HaMetzarim. 21 days. Exactly, three weeks. But says Rashi in, uh, in Sefer Yirmiyah, he says, if you take 21 days and 21 nights, what does that add up to? That adds up to 42, corresponding to the 42 journeys that, that a person has to take, Ben HaMetzarim. And during Ben HaMetzarim, he reaches levels higher and higher, okay, to, to be metaken, sins, to do a whole bunch of things, to rectify everything and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the 42 journeys allude to all the exiles that we mourn over the three weeks of Ben HaMetzarim from the days of Shiva Sabre Tammuz until Tisha Be'av. Based on what we said right now, we can now explain how these two Pesukim of Vayhi Bin Soaron contain, that contain 85 letters constitute a complete volume, a complete sefer, almost one of the sefarim, one of the Chumshei Torah uh, within the seven books of Torah Shebikhtav. There is a mitzvah. One of the 613 mitzvot is found in, in Parashat Shoftim. And the mitzvah says, Ki davar la mishpat, ben dam le dam, ben din le din, If a matter of judgment comes up between you, between blood and blood, which is man and man, between verdict or verdict, affliction or affliction, there's a matter of dispute between people. The Pasuk says, You have to get up, the plaintiff and the defendant, and you have to get up and go to the place that Hashem has chosen, as we're going to see, this is a reference to Yerushalayim, because that's where the Sanhedrin sat. So you have to rise and ascend to the place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, your God, shall choose. What is going on here? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when He created the world, used the Torah to create the world. Right? We, we mentioned the Zohar many times in, in our classes and previous classes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked in the Torah and he created the world. That's what the, the Zohar says. He, the, the, the Torah was like the, what, what was the blueprint of the world. He would look in it and then create it. HaChachamim say, just like the Torah is divided up into longer parashiyot and shorter parashiyot, so too the world itself is created with countries and land masses of different sizes. And every place on earth is sustained by some portion of the Torah that is related specifically to that place. Uh, how does this work? Well, sometimes when a person studies Torah, he has a question. And he's trying laboriously to try to figure out what exactly this means. I don't understand this mitzvah. I don't understand this halakha. I don't understand this gemara. And he's stuck. But then, for some reason, unbeknownst to him, he, arrive, he goes to a different city or he goes to a different country and then, boom, it hits him. At this new destination, he's able to figure out what he couldn't figure out at the old destination. Suddenly he understands everything. Nothing is difficult for him anymore. Nothing is incomprehensible. What happened? What, what, what's the explanation of this phenomenon? The explanation is, is that the portion of that Torah that was meant to be studied belongs to that place. 
is associated with that location. So it was incomprehensible to him until he reached that location. That's the meaning of Perkei Avot, which says, En lecha davar she'en lo makom. There is nothing that does not have its place. So now back to that mitzvah in Parashat Shoftim. If there's a dispute between person X and person Y, plaintiff versus defendant, and now they have, they have to settle this, where do they go? Right? The, the answer is, the Torah is telling us, well, you have to rise and go to the place that Hashem has chose. Namely, that's Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, because Yerushalayim encompasses the, the, the center of the, the entire world. Yerushalayim Oroshel Olam. It's the light of the world. So she contains, the city of Yerushalayim contains all the parts of the Torah that are related to everywhere else in the world. And, and consequently, that portion of Torah that eluded you, something that the matter of dispute that you have with your friend that you're not sure how to, how to solve and what to do, the answer is found in Yerushalayim. That's where it's going to be revealed to you based on this pasuk. Um, and it has to be Yerushalayim because that's where the Bet HaMikdash is. That's where the Sanhedrin sat in the Lishkat HaGazit, as, as we learn in the Mishnah. So therefore, everybody that had issues went to Yerushalayim to go and, and find out what the Torah was trying to say. That was the center. That was the light. From there, it emanated throughout, throughout the rest of the world. The problem is, is that we don't have Yerushalayim anymore. Now we're well, we have it, but we're we're still we're still officially in Galut until the Beit Hamikdash. So so what does this mean? Because of Bnei Israel's sins, because Am Israel was choteh, not only did the evil regime destroy the Beit Hamikdash and the rain in Eretz Israel, but in addition to that, Hakadosh Baruch Hu exiled Bnei Israel from their holy land, scattered them among the goyim throughout the world, and we express this every time in. Uh, uh, on, on the Chagim, in our Musaf, we say, right? Because of our sins, we were, we were exiled from the land. Why is it that we were spread out? Why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu couldn't just, maybe just have the Bet HaMikdash destroyed, but we stay in Israel? What's the new reason to go out to, um, uh, to other lands? To answer this question, we have to look at a Pasuk in do we have to look at an explanation of the Ora Chaim Kadosh in a Pasuk in Parashat Yitro? By the Ten Commandments, right before the Ten Commandments, Aseret the Pasuk says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, If you listen well to my words, If you listen well to my voice, And you keep my covenant, You will be a treasure to me from all the peoples, for the earth is mine. Says the Ora Chaim HaKadosh, a, a very powerful statement. He said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu only exiled Bnei Israel among the nations in order to add Gerim, in order to add converts to their numbers, to, the, to, to, to their count. So the Arizal, the Arizal who lived before the Ora Chaim HaKadosh, he says, as a consequence of the sin of Adam HaRishon, again, we've said this in previous Shurim, sparks of Kedushah got scattered all across the globe. And, and therefore, when Bnei Israel is scattered themselves from one country to another country to another country, their job is to retrieve those sparks. Their job is to elevate those sparks by, back to the realm of, of Kedushah. So this is what, what the Orachim is quoting here. Kedeshi tosfu alehem gerim. These gerim, these converts are not just people converts. It's in reference to these 
holy sparks that were now scattered and embedded amongst the, the, the worldly nations. We have to bring them back as if to say they're converting back to the holiness. We know that a person, an actual ger, someone who converts to Judaism, his neshama was originally a Jew. Somewhere along the line it got lost. That's the Gerim, the Nitzotza Kedusha, the holy spark is now just being returned. But this Orachayim, he has a little issue with this. His issue is that we find specifically in the Torah and in the Nevi'im that the reason why the Jewish people were exiled was not because to go find Gerim or to find Nitzotza Kedusha. They were exiled for no reason other than they've sinned. Are the numerous sins. Had it not been for their sinful ways, they would have never been exiled from Eretz Israel. So how would they have been able to elevate these Nitzotzea Kedushah that were scattered throughout the world as a result of the sin of Adam Arishon? Look what he answers. He answers beautifully. A beautiful Kiddush. He says, even had they not sinned, even if the Jewish people had not sinned, they would have been able to draw back all these holy sparks. How? by means of Torah study, by means of the studying of the Torah. Because the Torah is a virtual magnet that attracts all these holy sparks from around the world, from around, from around the word, world. And, and even though they're scattered, even though they're distant places, the fact that you study Torah, the fact that you perform a mitzvah in, a, in China, the fact that you go to Japan and do a, an act of chesed, mitzvah, and you give tzedakah to the local Lubavitch in, in Japan, whatever it is, you are now gathering these sparks of Kedushah from around the world. And uh, these, this is what the Orachayim says. Based on this, the power of attraction that the Torah has, unfortunately, is now diminished because of our sins. When the Bet HaMikdash stood, and it was up and erect, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu rested His Shekhinah there, Yerushalayim was a virtual magnet, so to speak. He, it drew all the portions of Torah to it from all parts of the world. That's what it means. Ki Everybody is going to go to Yerushalayim. That was the that was the place. It was it was the place that was able to unite everything. It was a city of of, of united fronts. What do we say in Tehillim? Yerushalayim abenuyam keir shechubera la yachdav. Keir shechubera la yachdav. It's it's chubera. It brings everything together. But because of Am Yisrael's failure. To, to fulfill the mitzvot of the Torah in Eretz Yisrael caused the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash. And that's why, by Yitzem in Bat Zion Hadara, all the splendor and the glory of Zion of Yerushalayim left. In other words, the principles of the Torah that are no longer concentrated in Yerushalayim are now a job for us to go out and get. We now have to wander in Galut, in exile, place to place to place, to retrieve all these Nitzotzea Kedushah from the various locations of the world. That's why, after the Churban, after the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash, Yisrael were exiled to where? The first Bet HaMikdash, where'd they go? Babel. What happened in Babel? What historical significance took place in Babel that had to do with Torah? The answer, the Talmud Bavli, the Gemara, 
The Gemara, the whole holy Mishnah Gemara, not the Mishnah, the holy Gemara that we study, that thousands of Jews around the world study, where did that take place? It took place in Galut. It took place in the first exile of Babel. Why? Because it's our job. We got kicked out of Eretz Yisrael. Now we just got to go there and grab all the sparks of the Kedushah that took place. Uh, and this is this is what what the Talmud Babli represented it. Hakadosh Baruch Hu provided us with the Talmud Babli. Why to illuminate for us the darkness of Galut? And in similar uh, uh, fashion, we went from country to country to continent to continent, one place after another, to reveal portions of the Torah that were concealed over there. One of the, another example, look at all the Rishonim, look at the Rashi, and all the Balei Tosafot in France. Why was there such a, a Jewish presence there? We needed a Rashi. Without Rashi, how are we able to understand the, the, the Chumash and the Navi? Without the Tosafot, how can we understand the, the, the Gemara? That's just France. What about the Rishonim that lived in Spain? The, uh, uh, the Rif, who lived in Fez, the Rambam, the Ramban, the Rashba, the Rosh, all these giants in halakha that we base all of our halakha on came from where came from spain when the jews were living in the golden age of spain and now and now we're in america we're north america and we're still another place in the world where those torah giants we have torah giants of our own the job is to attract all the nitzotzea kedushah that was spread out and then bring them back when mashiach comes it comes all the way back to Yerushalayim to unite once again. This is the meaning of another statement in Perkei Avot. Heve gole limkom Torah. Exile yourself to a place of Torah. When a man leaves home to study Torah in another city, he shouldn't, be, he shouldn't complain. Why do I have to leave this city? Uh, and, and being forced in, into Galut. He has to believe wholeheartedly that he's being exiled to a place of Torah. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the grand orchestrator of events, has arranged for that man to be in that city, to reach that particular location, to do that mitzvah, to learn that piece of the Torah, so he will find that portion of Torah that is uniquely his in that unique place, and th that part of Torah that is connected directly to his, his neshama. The Navi Yishayahu writes, for Torah will come forth from me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Torah God said, a new Torah will come from me. Novel interpretations of the Torah will come from me. The Khatam Sofer says beautifully on this famous Pasuk in Yishayahu that Le'atid Lavo HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the future, is going to reveal all the novelties, all the chidushim, the novel interpretations of the Torah that the Talmidei Chachamim proposed throughout the generations and, uh, and, and, and describing the true, true meaning of the Torah. All those wise words, says the, the Chatam Sofer, the Torah insight that the scholars propose in all the past generations. That's what's referred to as the new Torah that when God says, the new Torah is going to emanate from me. That Torah will emerge from me. They will hear it from my mouth. Because all the words of Perushim from those wise scholars throughout the generations are valid beyond a doubt, beyond question. And now we have reason to rejoice because we can go back to how we started this shiur. We can now achieve 
a better understanding about that small passage, that small perasha of Vahi bin Soa Ha'aron Vayomer Moshe. While it's true, it is small, it is short, and it only contains a mere 85 letters. That's all it contains. Nevertheless, what does it represent? It alludes to Bnei Israel's journey through Galut, existing without a Bet HaMikdash, sustained by what? Sustained by these two Pesukim, a small Sefer alone. Since the Aron, which represents the Torah, travels with Bnei Israel in Galut, now, because of that, the Torah scholars, the Tamidei Chachamim, are able to propose and come up with new insights and interpretations of the Torah. And Le'atid Lavon, the future, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to teach Bnei Israel all of these Chidushim. And he's going to fulfill that promise of Torah Chadashat Tetzim Me'iti. A novel Torah, a new Torah will emerge from me. Le'atid Lavon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to combine this new Torah of all the Chidushim and novel interpretations of the Torah scholars throughout the generations, throughout the Galuyot, with what? With those two pesukim of Vahibin Soharon. Right now, it's only it's short. It's only two pesukim. But Leati Lavon, the time Mashiach, when it's time of Nuchoyomar Shuva Hashem Vodalve Israel, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back all those novel interpretations, these two magnificent pesukim, one referring to the Galut, the other one referring to the Geulah, will expand and become a very large sefer that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will complete with the revelation of his new Torah, so to speak. And now we can appreciate why we recite these two Pesukim when? When we remove the Sefer Torah from the Aron HaKodesh, Vahi bin Aron, and then when we, we return the Sefer Torah to the Aron, we say, Uvnucho Yomar, Shuvah Hashem Levot Alfei Yisrael. Because we are alluding to the fact that during the Galut, when we exist without the Bet HaMikdash, we're sustained, how? With the remnants of the Torah, those four Amot of Halakha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu retains in this world. In the merit of that Torah study, we will merit the future Geulah. At that time, in Le'ati Lavo, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will expand Sefer number 5, the fifth book that right now only contains two Pesukim. It will become a very large Sefer, including all the novel insights, all the novel interpretations of the Torah proposed by those Tamidei Chachamim throughout all the Galuyot with the coming of Mashiach. Bezrat Hashem, this is what we look out for. Bezrat Hashem, this is why it is so incumbent upon all of us to find time to study Torah. You never know what you can uh, achieve. You never know what, where you can reach. Even if it was one chidush, if you, even if you came up with one interpretation on one pasuk, on one gemara that was novel and it made sense and it worked, that's going to be included in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's new Torah. Can you imagine what nachat that would be in the time of Mashiach? Imagine when all is said and done, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals this new fifth book and your name is inscribed there because you came up with a chidush that nobody else did. And how would you feel? You would feel fantastic because you actually made an impact into what the future will bring. And Bezrat Hashem, that impact, all of our impacts with our study of the Torah will help 
complete this holy sefer. It will bring us to Yerushalayim, Ke'ir Shechubera Layachdav, the city which gathers all the people from around the world and will be Zocheh to the Mashiach Tzidkenu, Bimenabi Amenu, Amen. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of you very, very shortly in just over 20 minutes for our next uh, community session on the power of Bet Knesset. We hope to see you there. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. RDK, my man.